This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam's house is haunted. Charlene's flaunting a new tan, not. <laughs> and we're talking children's books. We've also teamed up with Kids Book Club, who is offering one lucky listener something special this festive season. Stay tuned. Hello. I'm feeling much better. Good, good. Even me. I've had some time at the coast. I've been on the beach and not rocking a tan. Well, not a very sexy one because let's be honest, with um, uh, pre-kids, I used to be able to lie on the beach for ages and wear the perfect bikini so that I don't get funny straps tanned and whatever. <laughs> and how has that worked out for no, you? No, 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 no. <laughs> you end up just... Also, I have two very different looking children. So I have like a very dark-haired, uh, sallow-skinned boy who can manage in the sun quite well with oh, enough sunblock. Jesse, yes, you have to cover under a massive umbrella. And nowhere near the sun. So I'm yeah, constantly yeah, yeah. in between the two. So my tan did not happen. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you what's happening at Casa de Herbst. Let's hear it. Lordy. Right. We celebrated Halloween and maybe this is where my head's at because, okay, that was a few weeks ago. But um, went large on Halloween and whatnot, and I'm just like in in that mode of thinking, you know what I mean? Yes. So my child, either my house is haunted, and I'm rocking like the weirdest ass ghosts <laughs> around, including animal ghosts, which is even more petrifying than human ghosts. Oh my goodness, yeah. no. Okay, listen to where I'm going with this. Elijah... Um, he comes to me and he, or he, will I'll be changing his nappy or we'll be getting dressed after bath and he's staring out the window. Oh no, I know. Is this at night time or during it's the day? It's at night time every time. I will time. shit myself. I am a 30 odd year old woman <laughs> and I am terrified of the dog. How do you do that? And then Ray's not home. Ray's not home. I will cuck myself. So on one particular evening, um, he goes, mm, elephants. <laughs> and it's like elephants my lovey where's the elephant outside and then he starts getting scared legitimately my child's face gets petrified and he's looking outside and he's going elephants mommy elephants outside no Sam. and you're the mom you've got to be brave and you've got to fucking pretend that you're not fucking petrified and you're like what is and this kid saying um no Ella, and i'm peeking out is there fucking elephants in my garden no <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just like yes listen in he he's not kidding me he genuinely like looks like he believes there's a fucking elephant outside i don't know what is happening in the child's head and another occasion now he's obsessed at the moment with Blippi, Blippi's bus song. Okay. Blippi wheels on the bus. He, so it's, if it's not that, it's Blippi helicopter, Blippi airplane, Blippi bus. All modes of transport. And um, he, I was changing his nappy and again, this like direct stare at the win, out the window going, Mommy, bus. 
And I'm like, yes, my love. What's the bus? Wheels on the bus? Do you want to sing the song? No, bus outside. And he gets scared. And I'm just like, oh, my fucking God. No way. Yes. Yes ways. So maybe my house is haunted and there's an, ele- an elephant ghost in my garden and a bus full of like dead people and maybe I'm thinking like back in the day a school bus drove into this property and crashed and you everybody died. You one too many horror movies. Remember, your kid has not read any Stephen King novels and he has not watched yes, so he's, a single he's, horror movie. He's a pure soul and these ghosts are out to get him. It is petrifying. <laughs> Maybe he gets scared because he's picking up on your vibe when you're like, yeah, what do you yeah, mean yeah. this is something else? Even as a baby, he used to giggle into nothingness, into the the ghosts in the like great beyond. Uh, they do like, do look, that though. Yes. Josh, Josh does that as well. It's so fucking It's weird. funny that you brought this up now because a couple of weeks ago, um, Red did a post on Facebook where he was like, and I, thank God Red didn't wake me when it happened, but Josh called for one of us and Red went into his room and he was like, Josh sat bolt upright in his bed and he was like, Daddy, do do by me. I can't sleep if that man is watching. Oh my God. Red's Facebook post, he was like, you're mad, bro. I almost had to call my own dad to come and hold me, you know? And I, I said to it, I'm so glad you did not tell me that. No, I'm shitting myself. And luckily, yes, if you if you spoke about like a single man or a lady or something, I can't sleep while the man the... is watching me. No, no, <laughs> Elijah Ray Herbst, you do that to me, my boy. I will flee the house and leave you to deal with it yourself. Not I, happening. I'm the most biggest scaredy cat in oh the world, so I can't okay. deal with that stuff. This is what I'm putting it down to right now. I think he has a very overactive imagination, imagination, and I think he is obsessing about the song, and yes, I'm letting him watch TV, and so... You terrible he, mother, you. Get out, Sam. <laughs> get out. <laughs> so I'm putting it down to that. Lord, help me. Anyways, we are decidedly more optimistic this week, right? I think we're kicking ass. We're kicking ass. I mean, my house is haunted, but I'm still alive. I'm not letting that elephant ghost get at me. (laughs) I think I'm winning this week. You are winning. (laughs) So, okay. Last week, Charlene, we spoke Christmas gifts, and that was amazing. Yes. But I deliberately did not highlight, other than the Where's Wally, that's a bit different. Yes. I did not highlight books. That are on my list this year. And books are always on my list. And especially for my child. Um, because of this episode. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Charlene. Yeah. Did your mom read to you when you were a kid? She did. It was 
not every day, but it was usually at bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, we were three kids, each of us three years apart. So wow, okay. quite a close uh, gap yeah. um, between all of us. So also, I think to get everybody settled at bedtime, you, the kids rile each other up or whatever. So meeste van die tijd was die kinderbijbel. It was like... Yeah, we also had, I can even see... <laughs> That's not a bookshelf. That, that was fell. not a bookshelf. That was Phoebe, the cat, <laughs> our in-studio cat, who fell off the table because she's climbing into a box. That was hilarious. I so wish I filmed that. Sorry, sorry, Phoebe. Speaking of ghosts, my cat is obviously not adept at protecting me from anything. Sorry, my girl. I'll get your bed for you now. She's okay. Cats have nine lives and she landed on all fours, so we're all good. (laughs) So So we also had the the children's Bible. I can see it in my head. With all the pictures and then the the Noah's Ark with the the animals getting onto the ship in twos and onto the Ark. And that's when you ask your mom all these like deep questions about life that I'm not ready for. And I can't remember. I feel like my mom was quite good at answering those. Yeah, my mom also answered those quite adequately, I thought. I never felt you like... You were satisfied. Mm, you are like, no, you're bullshit. that me. so much. Yeah. I mean, you, you, be, you bought into the magic of the... It's magic. I'm just saying it's magic. God's magic. Yes. Of um, the parting seas and the how, you know... Yes, all of those things. And I think it's also... It's good for children to... Um, be able to have imagination as far as that's also concerned. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's not be too logical and let's not be too... Okay, exactly. we, we digress. Yes. But your mom did read to you. And yeah, she did. The memory was for you, the children's Bible. Yeah, I think that's what I can remember the most. My mom also is fond of reading, so she would... Like her, when she was relaxing or her chilled pastime or speaking of being on the beach, she would always have a book mm. while we were at the coast when we were a little bit older and she could catch a tan, she would lay there reading her book. So my mom to this day loves reading. She's always got books. Um, my mom as well, to be, to be frank. And I, I think it was a typical middle child syndrome that um, we were like outside. I remember one very specific memory. I think because there's a photo of me doing it, um, I didn't want a kid's book uh. and wanted the book with no pictures uh. and... Um, just the writing, you know, in the re- real, like, paperback Back novel. And um, I think I was, I couldn't read yet. I was maybe three or four. But I just watched my mom reading. And I was like, <laughs> I want that. And obviously, my older brother could read. And I was like, I want that. That's I also so cool. wanted, I just, that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to read. And so there's a picture of me with my dummy in my mouth. Um, reading a Jackie Collins novel upside down. That's so <laughs> cute. Yeah. And I'm such a sentimental person. So if, if that was me and I had that photo, I'd like freaking have it <laughs> block mounted, blown up and block mounted somewhere in my house. That is so cool. So, and, and we did, there's one very particular story. I need to find it. I need to go get, I know my mom's kept all of our old storybooks. There's one storybook about a little horse, um, and I can see the pictures in my head and I have no idea what it's called. Frisky. Frisky was the pony's name. I lost my brother. That was a very particular story. And also what what also happened to be bedtime reading for us was my brother struggled to read at first, I think. He had um, some learning difficulties in the beginning, like when he was seven, eight. He's fine now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
I was four. Was it not his eyesight, maybe? No, maybe. I don't know. But you know, at that stage, all fucking kids were put on Ritalin and it was just madness. Everybody was diagnosed with some kind of disorder. something, yeah. And probably he was fine. Mm. But um, so Jono, my brother, would be reading. And you know the, um, I don't know if you had this, if you went to an Afrikaans school. For those who went to English schools would know the little red lorry went up the hill. Oh, and then there was the Kathy, Jack and Kathy, or John and Kathy. Anyways, I remember the little red lorry went up the hill oh. because I, my brother would read it every night as my mom was processing reading with him, and I would memorize it before I could read and had my thumb in my mouth, and um, my brother would struggle, and he'd, he'd be like, the little red... And I'd be like, fuck's sakes, Jonathan... Lottie went up the hill. No, are you serious? <laughs> I was that kid. Yes. No, that's so annoying. Were you that annoying I was, sibling? I was that Your annoying poor sibling. brother. Like, yes, let's get I, I memorized it. I'm How can you Jono. not read this it? Is bad, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe I'm listening to you talk now, and I'm thinking to myself, I grew up seeing. My parents read often because, I mean, there were no cell phones and tablets no, and no. things in those days. And no, there was hardly any, um, as much variety on TV as what we have exactly, now. Exactly, yeah. And there were, there were lots of advertisements and there were, like, times on the television that there was no show running. Yes. Just that, like, Just screen, static. The oh, static the, the color bar. The yes, color bar, yeah. yeah. So I... I grew up seeing them read a lot, but I, I don't know why I never developed a love for reading. Just not that way in class. Or books. It just, it didn't come to me. And if I think back now, when I read books in like grade one, you, when, I, when you learn to read, mm. the, the characters in our books was Mim in Kuis. In oh, yeah. Mim okay. and was always fighting with the baboon and always doing, and I didn't find the, the I read those books because I had to, but I never read them thinking, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. Mm. So maybe that's... So maybe it just didn't float the your boat. type of books we were reading at school didn't appeal to me. Okay, and I have to say, it's almost like a, a, a small victory for me very recently. I finished, finished now, my first novel since I was pregnant with Elijah. No way. I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a big reader. I love reading. I've always loved reading ever since I could string those sentences together and I stopped having to listen to my brother halt it through <laughs> the little red lorry. <laughs> I love reading. and But I fell pregnant and I just couldn't stay awake or keep concentration. Mom brain full on set in. And I just thought that was part of my identity crisis, funnily enough. I was like, I used to be such a huge reader, popped a kid out, and I cannot, I started and did not complete maybe 10 books. Yeah, but your life is just it's different, different now. completely you different. You even go to the toilet, you, it's, you can't even go to the toilet and read a book because you have someone knocking on the door or wanting to yeah, join you. Yeah, So it's not, it'll come back, there's going to be plenty of time when the to kids read. are older to yeah. read again. Well, so I'm not beating myself up about it, but recently I did finish Yay. Oh, a good book. on you. A book, yeah, and I'm on to the next one, And but no pressure, I think that's the keys, don't put pressure on yourself well before the kids were born for me as well I got into some reading uh, as well because Red's a busybody he's always doing something and I don't 
always have uh, something to do when he's busy faffing about in the garden or doing whatever it is that he does. And I, there's only so much television you can watch. So I started reading. I'm a very slow reader just because I, you, the more you do it, the, the quicker you get your yeah, book. But I'm no Speedy books. Gonzalez either. I really never. I really can't. My mom mm. and my gran read a book like they'll go to no, the No, I'm not one of those people. Weekly and get like four or five books mm. and just finish them. I'm not. I'm not like that. So I'm always embarrassed. I can't. If someone's like, oh, you should lend this book. I'm, I'm too embarrassed to take it because I'll be like, are you prepared to get it back in eight months time? Yeah. Because that's how long I'm going to take to read it. Because I'll read when I have a moment or when the feeling takes me. So um, the books that I have read, and I, listen, I don't know authors. I don't know. Like, you know how some people are like, oh, you've got to read the so You are to, to books what I am to music. Yes. Uh-huh. That's exactly what you said yeah. there is hitting it the nail <laughs> right on the head. So I enjoy a book if it's some sobby love story or maybe sometimes something that's got a little bit of suspense or whatever, but I'm not familiar with authors and yeah. So I try and read as much as I can, but it's a problem because okay. my kids don't see me read and it's not That's nice what my next question was. Has this impacted on the way that you parent when it comes to books and your kid? I think it has because I feel as an adult regret that I didn't get into books more at a younger age and so I think that I wanted to instill that in Josh and Jess and so for my baby shower with Josh what my mom did I had this discussion with her and she came up with the idea that everybody uh, as a gift to me must bring either one of their childhood books that they're happy to part with. Yeah, like a pre-loved because book. Because I'm sentimental. Or a nice book of their choice that they, a new one that they Love. would have liked yeah. to buy or whatever. And so Josh had a collection of books before he was even out of my tummy. Oh, I love that. And um, I was so excited because I was going to read to him like in utero still because of language development and mm-hmm. all of those things. And it didn't... It didn't pan out the Quite way you wanted pan out it that to. Way, yes. But you do read to him. Yeah, I do. Okay. Not as often as I would like to. Maybe once a week, and I'd like to do it every day. Yeah, but you know what? Don't beat yourself up about it. Really? No, I've I've stopped beating myself up about it. It's not a, when I, I try not think of it. When I do think about it, I'm like. Yes, I mean, you really got to do better in this department. So we very recently, um, I'm talking like the last two, three months, when Elijah's big boy bed came in, mm-hmm. that's when the books came in. I, I went through a, a period of just getting irritated with him because the kid wouldn't sit still. Mm. All he would sit for were lift the flap books. I know. And Josh would tear <sighs> those damn flaps off. He's got a lift the flap book that he has torn to smithereens. Yeah, that or pop-up books or peekaboo books, mm. all of those. So that's what I focused on for a good part of the first little bits. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. No, I mean, I'm not no at expert. all. There are experts out there that would be able to tell us. But I think it's a phase and you've got to just navigate through that so phase. I'll know if I have another one I'll kind of know hey Sam be patient because okay, he'll get to so yeah. now it's nice now we can read the Gruffalo and I went and because um, I studied literature and I actually part of my course was children's literature and oh. picture books so I went and got where the wild things are all the classics where the yes. wild things are the very hungry caterpillar guess how much I love you yes. um, and uh, more like Cult classics now, I guess, in, in the way of children's books is... I've got to show you this book, Charlene. It's called The Book With No Words. Yes. Ugh, 
The book with no pictures. Sorry. Oh. The book with no pictures. And I, I've got to show it to you. It's just dynamic and amazing. Um, but you know what? This episode, this episode was inspired by local authors. So yes, I went and supported all of the, the children's classics, the good night moons of the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this episode, we've um, uh, gotten some help gotten some help from um, local establishments and local authors and I'm so happy to to give them a bit of a platform um, and Charlene you did tell me that uh, books are a bit of a guilt uh, tr- trigger for you and so I enlisted the help of well, Love Books an independent bookshop in Marvel and um, have a listen see if they can help Hi guys, I'm here with Kate and Anna from Love Books. Kate is the owner of Love Books in Marvel and Anna manages the place. And wow, this is my first time here and I'm just gobsmacked. I think I want to make this my new office. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) I'd love to. I'd love to just bask in these books all day. I can see why you do this. So guys, um, you guys are moms yourselves. I haven't prepared you for this question, but... uh, Quickly tell me, Kate, you can get started. Who lives in your house? My two teenagers, myself and my husband. And your two teenagers are how old? They're 14 and 16. And should I be petrified to have my own teenagers? You must be petrified. Can I send my (laughs) two-year-old when he gets to that age to you? No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to get a book here about rearing teenagers, I think. Yeah, we have a few. Ladies. Once uh, the parent survival guide. Okay. Those are the ones we've got. <laughs> All right, Anna, tell me who lives in your house. My son, Miles, Julia, 16, and Emily, 14, and myself and two dogs. Oh, Kate Lordy. forgot to mention the pets. Kate, the pets are all important. <laughs> Quickly fill us in before I get to our first question. Oh dear, two dogs, one extremely old one, one yeah. medium age, a third one coming, unfortunately. A puppy or a... A, a puppy, yeah. Oh goodness, yeah. okay. You got two teenagers and a puppy okay, on the way. No, they went behind my back you and mad? organized <gasps> this. Anyway, so hopefully it's going to be their responsibility, not mine. Um, and, a, and a lovely cat. So um, tell us more about Love Books, this establishment, and about its mission. Okay, so we've been open for almost 10 years, which is almost unbelievable, actually. Um, we're an independent bookshop. Uh, we started up in 2009. Um, I'd been in the book industry in various guises before, on the commissioning side, on the um, publicity side through 702, and ended up on the sales side, of which I'd never dabbled in. But anyway, um, it's all, you know, we've had a wonderful time buying books and building up our profile and becoming a a part of the community and a place where authors and writers come and readers. I can see why. I can see why. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. We love it. And tell me, what do you do for kids? Um, Yeah, I see you've got readings on Saturdays. Yeah, we've actually, those are on hold at the moment, the regular ones. Um, But we have uh, author readings on Saturdays when there are books and when there are authors. Um, And that's just a story time, really. So we have an author, um, and if we can get an illustrator, it's all the better because people can see you drawing live, which kids just love. Yeah. Um, And yeah, then we'll have a little morning where we just celebrate a book. 
Uh, those sort of happen ad hoc. That's awesome. So stay tuned to your website, which I'll link our listeners yeah. app. Yeah, our next story to. time is going to be on the 1st of December with a book called Ms. President, uh, which we're going to be launching. That's a lovely locally produced book. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, so most moms have the best intentions of reading to their toddlers. Anna, I wonder if you want to take this one. Um, you know, but... I don't know. We we struggle as moms a lot. I think I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of moms that you just don't always get to it. And you're kind of pressured into taking that bedtime reading, you know, into account and to in the, the midst of a crazy bedtime, especially those parents with more than one uh, small child. It's just, I don't know. Now you're at the, you're at the teenage point in your parenting um, you know, so I'm keen to hear from you guys who are experts in my eyes when it comes to this parenting gig. How, what, what sage advice do you have for sitting your kids down, getting them to listen to a book and just finding a time in this crazy phase of life? Um, yes, Kate and me spoke about this yesterday and both of us, you know, had the same thing. When you raise children and they're small babies, uh, reading a book is like brushing teeth. You have mm. to do it. Mm-hmm. And even if you, I know when I had small children, I just it was the thing that I did: brushing teeth, going to bed, and reading a book. It was even just inherent just, in your routine. If it, even if it was just one, and I remember re- lying on my daughter's bed with my children around me, and like you know the words start swirling because you're so tired (laughs) (laughs) and then there comes a time when you know your children sort of take over the words and you can just gently fall asleep (laughs) really does it get to that is there is there hope for me you're so tired (laughs) but you you, it does it does get to that you can't see it when you you know raising a one-year-old but it's amazing how quickly you know, they take over the reading and it's so important because all of a sudden I have, Kate and me have got teenagers that just love reading. It's the go-to thing. At night they read. They go, they get into bed and they, they, go, they read their they books. Like, okay, good night, mom. And they've, they wow. are in their beds and we, we all of us lie together and we find a book to read and you don't read to them and then I still read to my teenagers really like I I amuse myself I find a fantastic picture flat the new Julia Donaldson and I sit across the table from them at breakfast time and I read them a picture flat and they are 16 and 14 and they okay and wait they are, Kate, Kate is they are so amused by it they think mom you are so crazy but they're completely in it Kate do you do that with your kids <laughs> <laughs> well, not as often as Anna no 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 okay. I did actually start reading my younger daughter who's more um, open to sort of still snuggling up to me okay um, the 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 graphic novel of the Anne Frank yes. uh, story which is absolutely magnificent. Um, so, and I, I've, I've, you know, every now and then I do it, but I, I, not as much as Anna. Wow, okay. Um. That, that's, that's like hopeful to me that they'll still be open to it at that age that I can, yeah. it, you know. Yeah. So, guys, is it ever too late to start, would you say? Um, I wonder about that, but can I just add two things to, to getting started in yes. the first place? The first thing is that um, reading to a child is also a very physical thing. 
So if they're sitting in your lap, it's a very bonding thing. You're touching, you're hugging, you're feeling. There's lots of stuff going on. You're turning pages. They're learning so much. Mm. So I just think you must start doing it immediately before they don't have to know what's going on. You can just sit with them like that. It's just that bonding experience. And apologies to all these people that publish these black and white books for babies. Yeah. Which I don't really understand. But I think... It's fine to just turn a colorful page of a board book or anything yeah. and just keep doing that from when they're really tiny because that's where it starts for both of you. Mm. And then the other thing that I wanted to say is you were talking about when to read and everything and we were talking about bedtime and stuff. Mm. And you were saying it's fine to read in the bath and it's fine to read at the table and it's absolutely fine. You must read whenever there's a gap. I agree with you. But the other thing to do is to Leave books in the house in an accessible place. Oh, so, so don't not put them away. <gasps> leave them yeah. on the table. Put them on the kitchen table. Leave them lying around. Don't worry to put them back in their book bookcase. Okay. I'm a bit guilty of putting them back in the bookcase myself. Yeah, but, I've got. But that's the idea. My son Elijah's books are at the moment in uh, the books we take to bedtime in my bedside table or his bedside table in the cupboard yeah, and I'm no, going to take out. them out because then he can do it himself yes. he can come across it and pick it up absolutely yeah so just um, increase the exposure <gasps> that is the best advice thank you <laughs> thank you so much okay so Charlene my podcast partner and I were talking about just also dependence on the child's development I got really annoyed with my child um in the sort of from 12 to 18 months that he just wouldn't sit still for the picture books that I had so lovingly chosen for him and he just wanted lift the flat books that's it and I was getting so sick and tired of these like you know doing the lift the flap things and these peekaboo books and these standout things and all of a sudden there was a switch where one day I was like let me try and it worked um so let's talk about that just age appropriate specific books on a do you have anything top of mind that you can share with us, uh, ideas for parents in terms of what to read age-appropriate wise? You, you know, I feel age-appropriate is a bit of a curse word when it comes to books because, you know, I had, you know, my experience from my own children, my, you know, my, my son is on a different level to my one daughter, to my other daughter. So I think... You know, books should be not a setting up for failure kind of a thing. Okay. So if you are if you are eleven and you are still reading Claude, it is okay. You know, you know, Claude is a little chapter book, but it's full of pictures, big words. Claude is by uh, Alex T. Smith, I think. Okay. And, um, you know, if it, it's reading should be a discovery thing. It shouldn't it should be something I'm trying to put, I'm trying to box it up. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. It's, you know, you, you shouldn't want to put your child up for failure. Like, oh, you know, because you have a preconceived idea of this is age appropriate. You know, it, it should be a wondrous thing and it should be continuously wondrous and magical voyage of discovery i hear you so if your if your four-year-old wants to still be amazed by flaps that's okay that's fine i should I mean be i am 48 and i'm amazed by olivia okay olivia <laughs> that's something else i need to write down olivia by uh, uh ian falconer 
in Falcon Knife. Uh, you know, she's I'm going to get this list from you guys. I'm going <laughs> to add it to our blog and write it all down, link everybody up to Love Books. And uh, just, oh, I yeah, can't so wait to pick your brain more just about some so other books that, that yeah, you so love. You know, this, this, you know, I, you know, I have this theory that, you know, a lot of things will be better in our world if more grown-ups read children's books. <gasps> and, you know, that, I mean, so... Just to come back to story time, you know, I think you should always be amazed by a story. And if I'm excited by reading a story to my child, your child will automatically be also excited about it. I hear that. I so hear that. Okay, guys, I'm going to wrap up. Um, Kate, I'm throwing this at you. Mm -hmm. A favorite children's book uh, that you loved maybe growing up or... Uh, that you loved reading to your children? Hmm. Okay, so I can... I used to be able to recite the the baby owls. Baby owls. <laughs> Owl babies. Sorry, Owl babies, okay. Uh, I've moved along 10, 15 years. <laughs> I can't remember anything. Um, but I don't know if you know Owl babies. It's a classic. It's no. Martin Waddle. It's three owls, baby owls. Percy. And I've forgotten the other two names, you see. Okay. But um, it's all about a mom, a mummy owl leaving um, at night to go and find food and coming back. Mm-hmm. So it's appropriate for the whole idea of your mum, if you've got a working mum. She's always going to come home, all of that kind of thing. Oh, wow. But That's it's so beautifully illustrated. Yeah. Um, I think it's written in rhyme. I can't really remember now. But I can tell you that by the end of that story, I, could, I didn't even have to open the book. I could switch off the lights lie under the covers with my children and tell them the whole story. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a favorite. I love that. Yeah. Anna, what comes top of mind for you? You've mentioned a couple, but another favorite. Um, I loved We're Going on a Bear Hunt uh, by Helen, is it Helen Oxenberry? Helen Oxenberry and Michael Rosen. Um, And... Yeah, I suppose, you know, if if I wanted lots of fun and fantasticness, I where the wild things are. Yes, Maurice Mara Sendak. Yeah, oh yeah. my goodness! And and all the Julia Donaldsons because they all rhyme and more fun and laughter and giggles. Absolutely. And, you know. Yeah. Okay, guys. So I'm gonna link everybody up to all of these books that these lovely ladies have listed for me. I'm going to go seek them out, find them, and do a little blurb for you and do a little write-up about uh, love uh, love books in Marvel. Moral of the story for me here, and thank you so much, Anna, for that, is don't uh, put a label to anything and don't box your child's love for reading up into age appropriateness or or anything like that. Just open their world up. Thank you so much, Kate, for that. I'm going to be leaving books all over my house and I will not be pedantic about (laughs) boxing them up and putting them away back in the cupboard. Um, Thank you so much, guys. So what do you think? Does that inspire you? I must be honest. That is actually... I'm probably feeling a lot less guilty and just like it's never too late. I mean, you just find the time when you have the time and just get back into it. So I'm actually excited now again. And look, they do readings and... Yes. And you know what that makes me think of? 
There are some amazing libraries that you forget about, and that's something I need to do with Elijah. Um, Edenvale Library is right by me, and we've actually got a library like a block away from my house. So that's going to be my December to do with Elijah. I think he's not going to know what hit him. He's going to walk around this library and just be blown away. And and I want to teach him that. Exactly. I actually took Josh about two or three weeks ago to the library. Oh, really? Well, it wasn't our outing. I had to take my grand to go and hand in her old books and not the books that she had taken Yeah, to out, return them. To okay. return them and then to take out a, a few new ones. And so I realized in that moment that this is a this is a milestone for us. This is my son's first visit to the library and there will come a time probably Where in there his isn't. children's lives mm. that libraries might not even exist mm. anymore so I was happy that I was present enough in the moment and I didn't have my head so far up my own ass as I normally do <laughs> with all the stress going on and we walked in I said to him have you ever been to the library Josh and he was like what's what's this library mommy what are you talking about <laughs> is this new thing and I said it's a library it's where all the books live and he was oh, like, can wow. I see a green book? And so I took him in. I said to him, remember, we have to be very quiet in the library because people are reading and we don't want to distract them. So he was walking. He was like, I'll be a little mouse, mommy. Oh, sweet. It was such a nice experience. Yeah, and you know what that brings me? Okay, we are talking books, but libraries have book uh, toy libraries as well. Oh, right. Libraries these days are like... They kit, yes, it's government funded, but they actually are kitted out, and the people behind them, super cool. Yeah, I'd, just I'd, like um, love books and Marvel, I just find bookish people are passionate people. This hey. is true. This is true. And so I, I'm going to definitely be doing more of that and taking him to readings. And this is how they learn a love for books is yeah. by being exposed to it. Yeah. And so even if I can't read to him as often as I'd like. Doing those things with the kids is what, for me, is going to it's, be it's a, a gonna, goal. Uh, my best friend goes to the library every Saturday or every second Saturday and takes out books. She's one of those pain in the asses that read a book like in a day. Mm. And um, she does it because um, it's a fond memory for her. She's also very nostalgic mm. and sentimental. And she, I'm pretty sure she does it and goes to the library still now as an adult because she um, has such fond memories. I also just think reading is so much more than just your eyes scanning a page to Doesn't take in words. Doesn't it become a bit of a social or, thing as well? And I think that when you are, for me, it's such a sensory thing as well. So if you can, because mm. I walk into the library and there's a specific smell. Mm. And so I'm I'm stimulated by smell and sound and that whole experience. So most experiences take you back to a, a memory long ago. Absolutely, yeah. And I want Josh to experience it in that way. If he doesn't love to read and he never enjoys it, I want him to be able to identify with old books have a certain smell or yeah. this kind of thing. And well, at least respect books and reading from that perspective listen i'm super excited about um what we're about to discuss yes and that's that i have found four amazing women who went ahead and self-published their own books three of them are mommies i'm not sure about one of them that i will discuss um but she is a mommy to a fur baby so let's see um 
But these, it's just, you know how I am about female empowerment <laughs> and sisters doing it for themselves. And I love just anything local. And what I love about local authors is that you can take your child to go meet them. How cool, because that's not really the You can't the do that of, with... I mean, you see it happening Morris in movies. Morris Sendak, who wrote Where the Wild Things Are, he's not going to sign Elijah's copy because he's not here. Exactly. But these ladies... These ladies can do that. We can meet with them, and Elijah can pick their brains. And like, you, I mean, they can. When he gets older, he can be like, "How did you come up with this character? And, and what makes you? I know, like what you know. What makes you like a journalist? You that? can interview them. Yeah, so, yeah Elijah's going to interview them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just think that no, that's yeah, cool, and they can go to readings and that. And so, I've given you two books. I gave you homework this week, mm -hmm. um, and I know you are very familiar with the one. Yes. Um, and just familiarized yourself with the other this week. So tell us about it. Um, let's give these authors a punt because, guys, you're going to want to um, save this tab and put this in your child's Christmas stocking, uh, these local authors, because you can bet uh, whether you're in Joburg or Cape Town or Durban or anywhere in between um, – you'll be able to see these moms at some other point and touch base with them or even email them. And I just love the localized, you know, vibe that yeah. local and authors And the fact give. that the, the majority of them are moms. I mean, they've managed to do this. It's, it's amazing. No feet. It's amazing. Whilst and their books are incredible. And exactly. working. Yeah. Some of them, like probably all of them, working their like regular hustle. Yeah, I'm inspired. I really am inspired. So go for it. Hit us up with your first one. Okay, cool. I'll start with uh, my good friend, uh, Philippa Morassi's fantastic end result called Sammy the Starfish, which is um, the first of a series of books uh, called, uh, the series is called My Feeling Friends. So um, this is what I learned recently from Philippa. Is it's always been a lifelong dream of hers to write a children's book series and publish them. Philippa is an educational psychologist. She's a, well, she's a counsellor. Yeah, she's a registered counsellor and she's also a qualified, um, what is it called? Floor time. She does a... It's a play therapy. Yes, a play therapy. Uh, she's qualified as a, a play therapist. And so um, when she did this uh, course or when she was completing her studies as uh, the, the play therapist to, to qualify. Um, she was also in the process of starting this series of books. And what I love about it so much is that um, most occupational therapists would do play therapy and it would be for special needs children and that kind of thing. But Philippa's viewpoint on it was completely different. And I think it was because she had this pipe dream or this idea of this series of books um, and what she wanted to do was take play therapy <clears throat> and teach children emotional intelligence like work with children so important not just special needs children all children and get them in touch with their emotions mm. teach them eq mm. to identify emotions mm. and how to self-regulate when the emotions spiral out of control and i think that this touches my heart so much and that's why this book touches because me so much. Because you're in it. You're it's in because it. Because my kid is an incredibly emotional being. Mm. And so I've tried to focus 
on a different parenting approach, you cannot smack him. You cannot speak loudly or yell at him when he is in a frenzy or having an emotional meltdown. So what Sammy the starfish does is he um, is feeling a little bit sad and he's not really sure why. And so in order to feel better, what he does, and just moms while and parents, while you're listening to us, just be aware there's going to be spoiler alerts here in these reviews. Yeah, so oops, sorry, so maybe but don't you know what it might... podcast loud when the kids are. <laughs> yeah, let, leave the surprise for the kids, but we want to kind of tell you what it's about so that the, you... You get the storyline and the gist story of it, line, you can yeah. see why we love it so much. And, and you can see if your kid will be that way inclined and actually... Or will be excited yeah. about it at all, yeah. So Sammy's not feeling so happy and he's not sure why and so Sammy comes up or um, uh, develops this um, tactic where he can um, stretch his arms out far and wide and then he brings them in and wraps them around himself and gives himself a very big hug and in no time he starts feeling better and um, that made him very excited and then later he roams the sea and he sees some other friends and he notices another friend feeling sad mm. and so what he does is he teaches this friend how to do it and he actually gives that friend a hug as well and so um, he squeezes him tight and then that frown also gets turned into a smile and so the moral of the story in the end is that when you are seeing a friend feeling bad or whether it's you feeling bad or sad there's always something that you can do with a little bit of compassion and a love and a tight hug so so it's um, teaching kids all right i'm identifying this feeling as sadness yes. and what do i do what about do i it? do and sometimes you might not be able to take away the problem or fix it but i can give you a nice big hug yeah. so that you know I love you or I care and everything's going to be okay. And I've got to say, so my, this is the first in the My Feeling Friends series and Philippa has got lots more lined up that deals with other emotions, which I love. And I think also what's the, the, the golden lining for me right at the end of this book is that it teaches that it's not always about you. Yes. That making someone else feel loved and cared for or happy will actually make you happy as well so it's in the giving the yeah. joy is in the giving not to mention um with each of philippa's books this is her vision she enlisted the help of baby things yes uh, a manufacturer um who makes baby toys mobiles etc um memory bears and so she made a real life sammy starfish bean bag that you can order with your package for sensory play yeah gender specific can order for a blue for a boy pink for a girl if they're that way inclined Something or neutral neutral yes. um and they can practice giving as you say giving sammy a hug with the bean bag and yes. she envisions um the rest of the books in the series she's got it all lined up philip is amazingly organized yeah <laughs> this woman's got her shit makes together. me feel so shit about myself <laughs> but anyway and she's inspiring also i feel so, shit about myself but then i'm like i want to be more like you so inspiring so guys also philippa has let me know that she's giving away um a package to one of our listeners and what i'm going to do is showcase each of these authors on our blog so um keep an eye out on our social media for when i do release a blog on this it'll be in the next coming days as you hear this um 
And um, we'll have a giveaway on Philippa's particular blog when I showcase her and give you a little bit of insight into Sammy. She's also on uh, social media, Philippa. On my, you can just find yeah, my all over it. I'm gonna, She's I'm gonna put it on. Cool. I'm gonna link everybody up on the blog uh, to all of these authors and and just let you know where to find, find them, them. So you yes. know where to because they are obviously self-published. You can't go to your exclusive books or bargain yes. books or whatever and and go and pick these books up. That's what actually makes them special. And Philippa's online store has just oh uh, yes launched, absolutely so she's yes online. something else I just want to mention as well the illustrations in this book oh they by Megan Andrews yes and they so are the illustrator so for for Sammy the Starfish is Megan Andrews and she is just so creative and so beautifully phenomenal. Well, listen, I was going to go next, but I think maybe you you should go with the next book. Oh, okay. Um, because who's that by? Oh, <laughs> yes, by Megan Andrews, yes. So um, Megan, I think, was inspired after having illustrated Sammy Starfish. She thought, hey, I can do this too. Yes. And she did. And, and uh, what I love is also Philippa's not going... I mean, you stole my idea. No, because I mean, there's more than <laughs> enough for everyone to go around, and it's completely different. The books are completely different, and oh, I love it. So I, tell us about Henry Maggie so, Andrews' book. She so um, uh, Maggie Andrews, she um, uh, wrote this book, and it's for her olive pie and her shroom. Oh, <laughs> dedicated to. Oh, also, Philippa's book is dedicated to her daughter Aurelia, yeah. who is just. I mean, I just it makes to, me want to write a book just I so I can dedicate. It makes me want to have a skill like this that I would be able to do that, but I I don't. I just want to say, in the beginning of uh, Sammy the Starfish, it says, inspired by my golden one, Aurelia, the sunshine of my life. And if you've ever met that child, she is like a little little beam of sunshine. sunshine. Anyway, okay, so uh, that's Philippa. She's amazing. Thank you so much. And then Meggie. Meggie Andrews. This woman's creativity, I just absolutely love her illustrations. She's uber cool. I'm drawn to everything pretty and beautifully uh, beautified. So you really love this So yeah, both Sammy the Starfish and Henry, uh, the characters, they're just so cute. You look like you want to squeeze them. So in, uh, briefly, Henry is a little uh, dragon who has uh, grown um, out of his existing or his pr- previous home, which was a teacup. He's outgrown it, Cute. and he now... He lived in the kitchen in a teacup. He lived in the kitchen in a teacup, and he now cannot find a home. Well, he's on a, on a journey trying to find a new home. Okay. So he goes from one place to the next. What I love about it is that he is so um, adventurous, and um, the imagination behind this... I mean, on the one, uh, he goes to the stove, and he jumps into the pot, but he finds the sides were a bit sticky, the sides were a bit sticky, and the bottom was way too hot. <laughs> and so, and then there's this illustration with the gunk dripping down the pot. And yeah. so in my, and I just think it's so imaginative. It's so visual for you. Yeah. yeah. And it's so imaginative because you're like, you're teaching your child imagination because in never in your life would anyone jump into a hot boiling pot with dirty gunk in it <laughs> and, on the stove. But I mean, that's what imagination is about. And listen, I've, like I'm looking at it, I've, I've, um, I'm looking at the book now, and these pictures look like a Disney cartoon. That's it's how so vivid beautiful. they are. Yeah. So beautiful. And so, 
uh, the, Henry goes on this journey, he goes to a cold place, he goes to, he lies on top of the clock, but it, it's, uh, it, the TikTok drives him crazy, it's too much. Then he gets to another house where there's a friend um, who was willing, Trixie, who lived in a book house, it was a little mouse, and wanted to share, and then it was a little bit too cramped, and it was a little bit of an odd pair, the dragon and the mouse. <laughs> in the end, Henry finds his cozy new home in a cookie jar. I mean, I can I can totally relate. And what I love about it is, <laughs> what I love about it is, I, I read this line and I'm almost like, who describes things like that? He lies, he's lying on a little chocolate chip cookie and it says, Henry found his new home and it smelled like a warm hug. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, that is what cookies, like yes. chocolate chip cookies, like a warm, That's what they do loving, yeah. it makes you feel all cozy and warm inside. So yeah, the way it's described, the way it's illustrated, I just absolutely, I'm It's a bonus. It. Guys, keep an eye out for uh, the blog on Henry. Um, by Maggie Andrews. I'm going to hook everybody up. It was literally, I think, yesterday. Um, so, like, we're in early October now. So, yesterday, I saw on Instagram that Maggie, Maggie got the first copy in her hands. Nice. And, I mean, just that thrill must be so exciting. Um, similarly, another local author. And uh, this is... a. She, she's author of the Kuchu series by, by Jakana Books, mm-hmm. Jakana Media. Um, but this, that what, what I want to showcase is um, her self-pub- first self-published book called um, A Frog and a Whale in a Princess Tale by Tina Scottford. Okay, and it's just, I've got to read you the opening. Because the word, so you're a visual person, and obviously I love pretty things. Yes. But when something sounds beautiful. I relate. I mean, listen, I can relate. I think I'm just envious that I don't, that I don't have that skill. Because, yeah. If you, yeah. I mean, I read that, I, I'll tell you. I read that, and I just think that the way, just the, way she the wrote words it. fit together, yeah. the way it's said. So um, it starts off a frog. On a lily pad, set sail for sea in search of a kiss from a young royal lady. Beware of the creatures that loiter below, hollered a seal as he watched Frog go. But convinced a kiss would transform him to man, the crafty Frog forged on with his plan. (laughs) And so Frog goes, and he meets a turtle. Uh, Well, in addition to um, uh, the seal, what did I say? Yeah, yeah. The, the whale. The whale. Damn it, sorry. <laughs> the turtle, the whale, um, he meets then eventually the princess. All right. And the princess is less than charming and doesn't <laughs> really want to, is not very keen on um, giving him a kiss. She actually wants to eat him. And so he hops away and he hops back into the mouth of the fish that he met. And back into the turtle's throat. So there's the the froggy in the fishy in the turtle, and and so he's stuck, um, floating around there. And eventually shoots out, lands onto um, capes, rocky shores. I love the lo- the the local, local reference. Reference, and he eventually frog returned to the capes, rocky shore, where he remained as a frog. As he had been before. And it's kind of just like, you know what? Screw this idea of 
um, wanting to be wanting something. to be a man yeah. and wanting to be kissed by a lady. I think I'm fine as as myself. But as I say in these illustrations, man are also just beautiful. I really enjoyed what I like in the the storyline there is that you could also t- teaches them that l- life is a journey, and what you had set out to do might not always come to and fruition, that's okay. and that's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he meets a seal, he meets a whale, he meets a turtle, and then he meets the awful princess who wants to eat him, and you're just like, nah. And then he goes all the way back and kind of goes through this adversity. But you know what? Then he lands on Cape's rocky shores, and he's fine. Um, I must say this is illustrated by Olivia Villette, or Villet. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but um, beautifully illustrated. Just And it's unique. That's what mm. I love about all of these books. Even Maggie's two books that she illustrated, Megan Andrews, Henry and Sammy's, um, the starfish, they look completely mm. different. You wouldn't say it's the same um, illustrator, which is just amazing to me. These women are super talented. And I've got to say, so um, about Tina Scottford, back to a frog and a whale and in a princess tale, um, she's got this... Um, the Land of Kachu series by Jakana Media. And um, ugh, that's like, uh, who is king in the Land of Kachu? And it's, um, you know, it's just about animals in in the, the wild. You know, so it's also very local. There's a lion, there's a zebra lo- lost in the Land of Kachu. The lion hunts in the Land of Kachu. So that you can find at your local bookstore. But now A Frog and a Whale and A Princess Tale is, as I said, her first self-published books. And I'm super excited because there's a sequel. No way. Yeah, Frog's Magical Ring in the Platclip Spring. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, coming soon in early 2019. So she's working on it as we speak. Uh, same illustrator and Froggy's adventures continue, I'm assuming. Either it's this Froggy or it's a cousin of this Froggy. <laughs> but I mean... Nice guys. and also, again, authentically local. I love that. Yeah, so this uh, KwaZulu-Natal... Uh, author is just floating my boat. Uh, this is just beautiful. And she's a mom of, a, I think, a recently turned nine-year-old girl. Oh, cool. I just, like, uh, love it. We were chatting the other day about um, her child got a little kitten um, as, a, as a birthday present. She showed that she was um, responsible enough to get... To get a kitten, she looked after her hamster, may he rest in peace, and and proved herself, and she got a kitten. And I just, just chatting to this mom, and I was just like, but you are just a regular mom. Mom. Like, how do you have your shit together like this? this, Look at this, these books that you just... Yeah, it's inspiring. Oh, man. It's so inspiring. I just love these women. And okay, speaking of pets. These are amazing. I'm so excited for these. (laughs) Okay, these are books by uh, Christine Bernard. This is who I'm not sure I need to verify whether Christine's a mom or not. But what I know for sure is she's a a mom to a guinea pig. Ah, cute, man. (laughs) And she's on Instagram, Christine Bernard author, I think. And Maggie put me in touch with her. And these books, um, they're so cool. I love it. She um, has written a series of books called Dear Human. And the first two... Um, that you can get hold of now um, off of her website. Again, I'm going to link everybody up to to this. Um, the first two are Dear Human, 
um, love dog and it's all about your dog and I just I almost I'm in tears when I um, read these books it's so so cute because what I love about them as well is how it gives you if you were if I were to read this to Josh and Jace it would give them perspective to realize or to put themselves in another person or entity or party's shoes yes so it really teaches them empathy and now this is and it's making you think about kind of what's important in life and it's also making me think from Elijah's perspective to be honest I mean he's by no means a dog we've spoken about this before right yes let's but not <laughs> let's not Sam don't like you be fire. don't you be who you who you frown upon being um oh okay so I um at this book I just I just need to read a, a little bit to you. So I wish um this is from Dear Human Love Dog. I wish that I could talk so you could comprehend that the only thing I want is to be your furry friend. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um I try I try to tell you things, but I can only bark and you shake your head and say, No, we can't go to the park. <laughs> I'm just like, Oh my god, I I'm pretty sure I did that to one of my dogs at some point in time. And it's just really endearing and takes on the the characteristics of a dog yes and um what means a lot to them like at once in one page it says i know you need to work to feed us every day but remember life's a balance of hard work and play <laughs> i'm telling you these books are as much for the kids as they I are i know for it is adults. because i read that as well and i was like oh my gosh this is true because I'm sure Josh often looks at me and he's like, Mommy, why work again? Yes. Oh, my lordy. So and then at the very end, you, you have the opportunity to draw your own. This is what I love. Yeah, I think as well, a frog, I mustn't discount this. A yeah, frog, a frog in, a whale in a whale in a princess tale has cutouts. So you can, of the characters of in the all back. The characters, so you're the kitty. You can place can play. them. Yes. Oh, man, you can play like puppets or character mm. So play. Just, just the... Um, the thought that went the into thought it. The thought of the creativity. Yeah. So you can, I mean, that just shows that they don't want books to be this like revered thing that you're not allowed to touch. Touch or yeah. Yeah, um, Christine, and she goes, uh, her children's book she writes under the pseudonym Chris B. Yes. So Chris B, Chris, um, she says, your turn, get your pens out and have some fun. So you can literally do the sacrilege and draw, draw all over these books. Mm. And she gives you a... a turn to draw i love it and she says here do you want more about after about the author is there an animal you want to see in the dear human range email her and um touch base with your ideas so if there's a particular pet maybe you love spiders god knows why but uh, maybe you love spiders or your child loves spiders she will do it here dear human love spider and consider that so i've got hold of dear human love dog and dear human love cat and she's doing Dear Human Love Guinea Pig, Dear oh, Human Love Hamster. So cool. I can't remember what all else, but there's lots in the works with regard to all pets. Probably a bird one as well. I'll have to get a bird one for Josh because he's terrified of dogs and he only likes some cats. But he doesn't have pets other than birds. So I'm going to have to 
sorry. to shape up there, Mama. I didn't. I didn't um, mention. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. I didn't mention the um, cat one, but the cat one takes on a whole different I, role. I, this cat one, I I sniggered, <laughs> I laughed or giggled while I read it because just read a piece there about that cat. It's, it's you really do believe you're the master of our fate. Oh, that makes me laugh. Let me set the record straight. Straight. <laughs> this is what the cat says to the human. It's, I can't. It's so it's cute. It's all about the like. We're lovely to behold, and our fur has lots of sheen. But show some respect. Look away when we clean. It's just like that look Phoebe gave us when she <laughs> like, she fell off the table. She's like, what she's do you like, mean? Can't you Bugger you guys! Can you myself? not? Can you not look at me right now? I'm like, I am a lioness. Don't you look <laughs> at me in that tone of voice? <laughs> um. So, oh, I've, 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 I just love these books. And um, yeah, I mean, they're so, they're, you can relate to them. They're really cute and so much fun to read. And also, again, if you're thinking, what I love about these is for a quick bedtime story, they're phenomenal. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because so it's to the point and imaginative, and then they can just go off to bed and have dreams about their imagination and i've got to say christine is giving away a copy of each of um these two that i've got hold of to a lucky listener as well so please how generous are these ladies they're amazing so Mm. um yeah touch base with us on our website we will link everybody up to those competition details they're not going to be a lot of hoops for you to jump through it's going to be a simple um, you know, competition process. I really just want everybody to enjoy these books. And yeah, so I'm going to do these write-ups on these amazing ladies. And uh, for those who are doing giveaways, thank you very much for your, um, your generosity. All I really wanted was a, a write-up, you know. Yeah, and, just some and, insights and, some and insi- information that we could share. And we got so much more. We got so much We're more. so grateful. So I, yeah, not only am I inspired, I just feel good and guilt-free about supporting local authors. And exactly, because these women are making it so easy for us as moms as well, because there is this available. This is the, the pressures of like, okay, what should be on my child's reading list? Or, yeah. There is no pressure because this is just pure joy. Well, Shalene, talking about making things easy for you, next up we will be talking Kids Book Club. Um, so we're going to take a short break, but stay tuned. So I told you that this was an epically jam-packed episode. Right, really squeezing it all in. Yeah, we are talking all things books and we are collaborating with Kids Book Club. That's so exciting. It is so exciting. So for those of you who don't yet know about Kids Book Club, let me tell you what they're all about. They're a subscription service that comes to you with books once a month for your kid. And I have to say, I've said it before, books will never, ever go to waste. You, you cannot have too many books in your house. You can't. And books are the very rare thing that you can give away secondhand and they still mean a lot, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, yes. So, oh, I just, I love this. So, um, if you go to, to kidsbookclub.co.za, you'll see all about it. But basically, you can subscribe and you don't sign up, you know, a year ahead of time. You're not, like, committed. You haven't signed your, your life away in, 
in blood in a blood pact like you can stop your subscription at any time as is convenient with you or restart it or like no huge strings attached really but from 159 rand a month you can get books delivered to you um to you for your child and it's always age appropriate firstly it always comes in beautiful packaging secondly it always comes with a great activity pack elijah um loves they like they include stickers they include always include little um crayons as well at times and and, um little activity um coloring things and um there's always a theme i just and little collectibles so you get a little um mountain i think uh, that's what we call it with uh little gadgets that and you get these little icons that you put in to the mountain every month okay which is nice okay so elijah mommy plays with it more than elijah uh-huh. does mommy loves the collectibles but um especially for the older kids this is fantastic so you you look forward your kid looks forward to the subscription yeah like where are my this books delivery coming yeah. every month mm. and it's always a surprise and i'm a sucker for surprises so it's always mm. a surprise what book you're getting and then it comes with all of this extra stuff. Like, when do we get, get to read it? Or oh, I can't wait to pass because tonight we get to read the new book that arrived. Yes. And whatever. Yeah. Not to mention then all the activities mm. and all of that that comes with it. Thank you, Kids Book Club. I mean, this is, this is just amazing. Their website is jam-packed with just different offers, different packages. Um, you get a certain amount off if you have a second kid, Charlene. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which is nice that you're not punishing us for having other children. <laughs> in fact, you're incentivizing us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Carefully chosen, age-appropriate books, a new activity pack every month, like I mentioned. Um, you're supporting the Bocamoso Education Trust with every pack that you buy. Like I said, it's commitment-free, cancel any time, um, no strings attached. And if you sign up, there's a limited special offer until end of November. Um, so we don't have much time, but if you pay your first invoice using Snapscan or Zappa or EFT, they will create you a special kids book club introductory pack that's worth over 250 rand, and that will be free of charge, and that is in addition to your first delivery. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And then uh, we've just, in our recent episode, spoken about Christmas, and they're also running a... a is this a Christmas special or is this the special that you're talking about now? No, this is another special. That's okay. why I say they're like jam flipping packs. I was just going to say, they're running the Christmas special, which is uh, 99 Rand. And you get a whole bunch of things, which we'll go through with you now. And they, um, it's valued at over 200 Rand. Um, you get a Christmas carry bag, a Santa wish list to complete and send to Santa um, one don't open till Christmas sticker on a gift beautifully wrapped and ready to go under the Christmas tree. The gift includes one book uh, that you've chosen from a list that they provide you, one age-appropriate Christmas-themed activity pack, one wooden puzzle, um, the pictures on each puzzle will vary, one wooden reindeer collectible, and one kids' book club badge. So for all 99 of, all of that for 99 rand, I mean, this, this set is valued at over 200 rand. And then over and above that, because we've collaborated with them, they have very kindly agreed to um, sponsor or give away one of these uh, special Christmas packs 
for one of our lucky listeners to only for the great equalizer. So again, in the coming week, um, once on once every day, I will be chatting about all the authors that we spoke to. So each author will get a day that they will be showcased along with any giveaways that they have. So that they can have you know, their own little moments. Yeah, we've got giveaways coming out of our ears. It's Christmas! Christmas. <laughs> just on this Christmas pack, I just have to tell you. So if you want to, um, Sam's going to put all the links and everything in there. But if anybody wants to go and buy um, this uh, Christmas pack uh, for 99 Rand, you can go to Kids Book Club Shop. .co.za. Yeah. So that's where you would find um, uh, and purchase this uh, special package. Um, it's a separate uh, URL to their uh, usual site. So yes. So uh, the usual site, kidsbookclub.co.za. Please go there so you can see kind of which package you'd be keen on. For the subscription and yeah. what you're interested in. And which age groups you're looking at. And, I mean, this is an awesome gift as well, yes. wouldn't you say? This is, this is just... And also run by two moms. Hello. Where do they find the time? No, I don't know. I think my life's busy. Good (laughs) heavens. I accomplish nothing compared to these women. So, um, yeah, thank you very much, uh, Kids Book Club, and uh, for the uh, Christmas package that you'll be giving away to one lucky listener. Guys, I've got you covered. Head on over to our website at www.thegreatsequalizerza.com and keep an eye on our blogs um and better yet just uh sign up for our newsletter and just stay up to date there but just keep an eye on social media and keep a keep a lookout once a day in the coming week um we will be showcasing an author with whatever specials they've got going and link you up uh to their websites and then finally we'll end with uh the kids book club giveaway that includes this Amazing um, Christmas and I, package. Listen, I'm really just thinking, like, a trip to Wimpy does not cost 99 Rand. And that's like two hours of your day. This. It's amazing. It's literally it the really gift that is, keeps on giving. You I'm can spend, just thinking about it now. If you're doing, like, families, have, if you have a lot of kids to buy presents for, or a lot of people to buy gifts for, if you're looking at 150 to 200 Rand a gift for everyone, it, or every child in the family, up. it all adds up. This, at 99 bucks, for such a nice pack, it, I, honestly, you can't go wrong. I love it. I love it. I love Kids Book Club. I love all of the authors we've showcased. I love love books and Marvel. Charlene, I even love you. Oh, Sam, listen to you. So flattery will get you knowing. I lie, it'll get you everywhere. I love you too, Sam. I'm just full of it. This listen, this Christmas is making me feel all, it's all the feels. It's giving me all the feels and the Christmas spirit and it's giving and I'm picturing what my tree's going to look like and yeah, it's all just so lacquer. I really want to ask our listeners to... Drop us a mail, a message, a WhatsApp, or whatever, and tell us if you've read a phenomenal book that you, or yes. you've got a great book that you're reading with your child, or you saw something somewhere, share it with us so we can share it with, with everyone on social media. Absolutely. We, we want really, your suggestions. We want your suggestions, and what books are you passionate about, or what do you absolutely hate? Just send us info so we can put it out there to other moms, because, I mean, you can listen to us all day and our recommendations, but we really want to be hearing we want to hear from you our network of moms as well you know what if i get an email i would love 
to um, read that email out loud on the show and uh, take up some of our talking time. Yeah. <laughs> and shut us up for a bit. We want to give you a voice. <laughs> we want to give you a voice. Guys, just join our conversation. Let's do it. Yes. Okay, Charlene. That was jam-packed. I'm so excited to, to be launching these uh, blogs and stuff. Um, so, as I said, everybody keep an eye out on the website in the coming week. Lots to give away and maybe we might save you a bit of cash on those Christmas presents. Exactly. Okay. That is it for this week. Fine. That was a lot. It was a lot. You know what? It's all worth it. You can you can pause us and listen to us later. <laughs> or fast forward. <laughs> Not on fast forward. Not over us. <laughs> well fast forward and go to the end part and then come and back then come to back. the other part later. <laughs> yeah. Re listen. Anyways, ugh, let's not take up more of your time. Guys, that's it for this week. Until next time. Keep, keep your, your mom game strong. today's show please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on instagram at the great equalizer podcast or on facebook if you want something a little more personal email us at thegreatequalizer.za@gmail.com at gmail.com and we'll get back to you